Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, the podcast where we no longer talk about Animorphs because we've already done that. But we're not ready to say goodbye to Catherine Applegate and Michael Grant. Turns out they wrote more books. What? Books that we will be reading and casually discussing? You bet. Join us on the 1st and the 15th of each month as we morph into the Apple Grant Book Club. like any of these characters nope <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no. fuck no april's fine yeah that's what we're, um, i'm but i'm like i refuse to like commit to i like april because everybody else has failed me so hard i'm looking at you christopher <sighs> but like I, yeah everybody else failed me so hard in this book that i'm like i don't i don't know i don't trust, trust any you. of you bitches i super don't trust them at all anymore i'm like I listen to them talk to each other, and I would slowly back away and go stand with Loki. And I'm like, that's where we are. That's where we are. I'm like, Loki is the most likable character in this book so far. Yeah. What the fuck? That's a great question. I'd like to address your question now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have an answer for you. It's like, like... It's like the the idea is after like 10 or 12 books or however many this book series is, the goal is to get you to look back and be like, man, look at the journey. I'm glad mm-hmm. I really like these guys now. And like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, no, you went too far. Yeah. Like, you, we, we can't come back at this point now. You went too deep into the darkness. I just had a thought about, about Luther Gear from... From Frontlines, who was... You know what? (laughs) Fair? Who is Luther Luther He was the... He was kind of like the redneck character who was, like, very racist and, like, a piece of shit, and he, like, didn't think women should be in the the military and shit like that, and, like... Oh, I I remember the name now. Okay. And then he had a redemption arc. But it was to the point that even when he had his redemption, and to be fair, like we were not ever in his perspective or like as much with him as we are with these characters. But by the end of it, it was almost like infuriating. Yeah. That redemption. It's like, yeah. like we don't yeah. want to fucking yeah, like Yeah, you were guy. so <laughs> shitty. And now you're less shitty. <laughs> now, you've, uh, now you've gone through a transformation and you support... All of these people, and you did a lot of great work for like Asian American peoples, and I hate <laughs> that you asked. It's weird because like that's what we want for real people in real life is right. to learn and grow and become better people. But like, what the <laughs> fuck? Grant's like, here, have what you want, and we're like, well, we didn't want it like that. <laughs> so my my running, like the the head cannon, the lens that I am looking at this book right now, um, because we had the conversation about how they all like they all are like david from animorphs so now that's my bit like this is this book represents the mental struggle of david on the island and these are the four parts of david's personality so that's the lens that i'm looking at it now which i think sort of sets april up to fail i mean but okay there has to be a part of david's personality 
that wasn't just completely shitty. Like three quarters of it, completely shitty. Hate it. <laughs> the loud like, three quarters? The loud three quarters that talk over the last one quarter and <laughs> only give her like 70% of the, oh, the 100% no. the rest of them get. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. That's how I'm sort of like, that's how I've grouped these characters. <laughs> They are just like this. This novel series could have been called Pieces of David. <laughs> I swear to God, if there is one reference to like Megadeth or Spawn, oh, oh or, no, my dad's in the I'm gonna lose FBI my fucking, or whatever the fuck. My dad's in the fucking <laughs> FBI. <laughs> Idiot, <Fuck off>, David. <laughs> the first one that's like, I hate red tail hawks. I'm gonna be like, fuck this asshole. <laughs> yeah. Animals aren't like actual they're just fine to kill because like no one cares about animals like fuck you dude Goddamn villain. Goddamn villain. <laughs> i don't like them at all and like i okay one of my main takeaways from this book is i'm really glad the animorphs were like the age they were when it started because like i'm like i fucking hate listen i've never been a teenage boy but I fucking hate reading teenage boys and they're like, oh yeah, I like girls and I just want to like make out with them and sleep with them and stuff. And I fucking hate reading about that. I hate it. <laughs> and I'm so glad Same. we never had to read that bullshit in Animorphs. I, I, I can honestly say that I was never that teenage boy. I was a teenage boy. <laughs> Which I'm sure comes with its own pieces of like shittiness, but like I wasn't that one. <laughs> but yeah, I'm the same way. Like there, there's like these generic. You see it a lot of movies too, like generic like tropes. And it's like I know a bunch of shitty teenage boys. I don't know any that really are that. You know, yeah. like they they may be like like you said variations of that. But yeah, I don't I don't like reading it. And like I feel like some of it is. Because it is a teenage boy and it really was like, not not even teenage boy per se, but like teenager thoughts. And it's like an, a sort of variant on that and like uncomfortable and like, oh God, I remember being that cringe and I don't want to read it. And the other part of it is these are just genuinely shitty people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like a shitty combo. Yeah. I think maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe like I just don't like... Maybe I just assume that I don't know legitimately 100% shitty people. Maybe I do. Maybe I just give people too much credit. You I know? mean, when Marco um, did it in Animorphs, I, you know, there were plenty of moments where I was like, oh my god, Marco, like, shut the fuck up. But, like, I still love Marco. Mm -hmm. Like, he has redeeming right, qualities, right. and these people are just shitty. <laughs> no, well, when a lot of times when Marco did it, not to, like, apologize for it or anything, but it came from a place of, like, all right, Marco, you don't yeah. know any better. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, you just, yeah. you haven't, you haven't. These were, like, malicious. Yeah. And I'm like, you do know better. We all know when we're being, like, hurtful. We may not, well, uh, like, we, you get what I'm saying. Like, you know when you're doing it intentionally as an attack. Yeah. You may not always know when you're being hurtful, but you, you do know when you're doing it on purpose. And these were all yeah. on purpose. And so it's, it's hard to, it's hard to get behind it at all. 
Okay, can I go into like one of the the sort of theories that I had? Mm-hmm. Can I write a small dissertation <laughs> real quick? Okay, so I th- one of the things that I, I immediately started doing, which I, as you guys already rightfully pointed out, you should never do, compare these books to Animorphs because mm-hmm. it's a completely unfair scale. Mm-hmm. But um, I did anyways, and here's what I came up with. Uh, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I can't help myself. It's It's that there are... I think in part because these kids are a little bit older, but more so because these kids are written with a little more like life experience or real world experience. It's not like they ever had that moment where they came together and were like, we're gelling as a team and we might have fractures internally, but we came together as a team. It's like, here are all the kids coming together. And this is what would happen if every single one of them didn't trust each other and didn't like each other and then brought their flaws forward as their main points of connecting instead of bringing their strengths forward as their main points of connecting. And like, I feel like that's why I I don't like the way that this group is structured. Like it's not like, yeah, they're shitty people, but they're interesting. And the way they're working together is giving me like something to go on. It's like, no, here's just all the bad qualities right up front and like why it's not going to work. I, okay. So this is just like a completely like personal preference thing, but I would 100% of the time rather read about a group of people who genuinely get along with external, you know, Mm-hmm. drama or 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 villains or or whatever as opposed to the group that has the internal problems mm-hmm. and that is you don't you know, i mean you never really see that anywhere but like like that's just me personally if i if i could have that that's what i want i want people that get along and mm-hmm. have to fight the bad guys as opposed to the people have to fight each other and what you what you normally get is the the people have to like there's the 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 one uh, Raphael or or whatever you know the one guy with the mm-hmm. attitude, yeah. and it's that's what they have to get past. And I'm like, okay, one I could get. This is all of them. All of them. All of them. All of them. Yeah. Rude dude with the attitude. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't, I don't necessarily want that. You know. I I don't want that either. And I also like, I also don't want what they bring forward individually either. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And that's like the other fucked up part is like, it's not like I liked David more through Christopher's eyes than I did like David in his own head. Yes. It's wild that we get the perspective into their heads. Like with Christopher, especially like you said, he was totally set up to be the Marco character. And he even had part of the lines of like, I'm the guy that uses my humor to distance myself from other people, which is something that Marco said sort of in a Mm -hmm. different way. But then he was like, and also I am very smart, which is a a, a skirt the line. Okay, maybe Marco said something like that because we know Marco is very smart because he saw Mm -hmm. the clear line from A to B, blah, blah, blah. But then he's like, I'm so smart that I use it to manipulate people. I use it to lie. I use it to get girls in bed and then I fucking ditch them. And it's like, why? Why did you... Why did you take that last step? You mm-hmm. didn't need to. You could have stopped. And I would have been like, you have issues that require mm-hmm. therapy, but I like you. Mm-hmm. But then you did the thing that I hate you for now. And now you're a terrible character. <laughs> like, the, the person who does bad things 
it can be uh, a, a likable character still. The person who mm-hmm. does bad things knows they do bad things and is okay with the fact that they do bad things. It's hard to Kaz like that Bricker. one. Kaz Bricker! Hello, Six of Crows. Like, they're yeah. all, like... Right. Yeah. They're all fucking horrible, but we love them. Like... <laughs> yeah. Right? Yep. <sighs> right? Absolutely. That's such a good example. That is such a good example. Yeah. The, like, we are not getting these books. It's not like we're coming into these books and we're going like, oh, we're learning this author and this author can't write characters. These these are the authors that write the master classes in character. These are, mm-hmm. they're doing the fucking paintings that are going to be, they're like the Mona Lisa and and like, you know, Sistine Chapel. They're, they write these, they write incredible characters. So like, I hate them so much and I can't help but feel that they're making it intentional that I right. hate them so much. And I'm like, but why are you doing this? Like, I can't figure mm-hmm. out why they're doing yep. it to me yet. I feel the exact same way. So now I just have this image of Marco. It, the Marco Lisa. <laughs> it's just Marco. The Marco With that sly <laughs> smile. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. His eyes following <laughs> you around the room. It's only a question of long hair versus short hair. I love this. <laughs> I don't I don't like him and I thought I would like him more but I don't I like him even less you know what though I don't want to quit reading the books though. I mean I gotta I gotta no. see what happens but what the fuck yeah but it's it's not because I care what happens to them it's because I want to understand <laughs> the world like if they all died in a fire would I be hard for like, no just let's get some new characters in here it'll be fine <laughs> Except for maybe April. I want to get in April's head. Yeah, I, I want to keep reading until I get to April minimum. I mean, I'll read them all, yeah. but... April's on probation. She's, She's on, on watch. Yeah. I need to know. Because theor- if we're going to apply similar things to April, she did kind of like ditch her sister and yeah. doesn't give a shit if her half-sister like eats it or not. Mm-hmm. I want to find so, out more about that relationship. Right. Yeah. 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 You don't know why April feels that way, though. No, she could be very justified. <laughs> what if what if Cinna like stabbed April at some point? You don't yeah. know. It could have happened, you know, easily. Yeah. I, that was a little aggressive, <laughs> but I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. She's like, hey, here's all these weapons. so You can bust your friends out. And April's like, this is the only kind. Doesn't make up for what you did. <laughs> right here's another this is just a me thing me complaint but like what i don't love about stories with like an ensemble cast where there's only one female character and a bunch of dudes and the the girl is the one who has her shit together and is trying to get the dudes to do stuff i fucking hate that like i'm not saying it's not true in a lot of situations but i fucking hate it i uh, 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 like i don't hate the situation but i I hate reading about I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like Ron, Hermione, and and Harry. Like, Hermione kept them in yeah. line and, like, could basically have defeated Voldemort by herself because she was so, like, smart and capable. And the dudes were just like, around. So my question is, would you like it better? Like, how do we resolve that situation? Is it if there are more female characters with sort of different ranges? Or is it if that one female character was just a complete fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'll tell you what would resolve it for me. 
it's don't make the one female character the mom character that has to yeah. take care of everybody yeah. else. No, that makes Because, sense. like, that's just real life. I'm here to not be in real life for a hot fucking yeah, that's second. Like, I think that's, yeah, that's also where I'm coming from. It's like... Is that is that an attack on, on me? Because Alex basically, like, tangentially keeps me together by managing the calendar, the group no. calendar that we all use. No, it's not. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I literally check it every day, and I'm like, it's so "What helpful, do I have? Right? Yeah, <laughs> what do I have to? What has Alex prepared for me today?" <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's more like the character. It's is not like, oh god, it's it's literally like they have to like prepare everything for the boys and like walk them to it and yeah. like show them the path and be like, "Do this," but then the boys get equal or more yeah. credit. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, but yeah. uh, uh, not to like go ahead of this episode it. it gets worse in the back half of this book i'm sure like the the uh, when i'm saying that i'm talking about the the april being the only one with her shit together mm-hmm. like it becomes very noticeable that it's like like all these dudes just need to get on april's level like we'll all get out of here just fine yeah you know it's like yeah. you said, Alex, like it feeds into stereotypes like the woman is the caretaker and the dudes have too much testosterone and they have to fight each other all the time. Like, I, I just I don't like it. I don't like it. Like, I think yeah. we could be more evolved as people. Yeah. And like that, I feel like maybe that's really what we're all reacting to with these characters is the boys are just like bad stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then like. I don't want April dragged into that, but she is also like a stereotype yeah. that is not like bad. Like she is bad per se. We don't know yet, but it's a it's a shitty stereotype that like happens in real life, and I hate. And that. she's like being viewed as like a sex object by both Christopher and David oh at this God. point, and I fucking hate hey. that. I like it's worse because it's so like what's the word i'm looking for like it's it's non-existent mm-hmm. unreciprocated like it's or... yeah that might be a good way of looking at it but it's just like like this is not a thing that exists in the world or according to april or like you know what i'm saying it's just just in christopher's brain just yep. existed and i'm like no dude that's what it was for me is that he there was never a question in his mind that he could get april into the back of his car to make out and it's like Fuck you, you, dude. You never got anything from April that, like, I, that even reflected that. You know what I'm saying? Like, not, right. not, I don't even want to say, like, the word interest or anything. It was, like, non... The one time she displayed interest was to mock mm-hmm. him. Say, yeah. Like, Look how easily I can yeah. fool you. Yeah. And so that 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 makes it, uh, you know, creepy. Yeah. And gross and made me like Christopher even less. And I'm like, bro. What what happened, Christopher? Christopher, we were homies <laughs> in book one. Like, what? Because you weren't in his head. Because I yeah. wasn't in his head. Now, as soon as I get in there, and I'm like, somebody let me out. Can I please <laughs> get an April book? <laughs> like, and that's the other thing with, like, characters that exhibit, like, you know, sexual desire or whatever. It's like, I don't care if you have that. I just don't want to read about it every three pages. Like, like this is a writing yeah. decision to pull back on this. And I just, I, yeah. uh, you know, I don't need to be constantly reminded over and over that like you're a teenage boy and you're horny all the time. <laughs> I don't fucking care. <laughs> I think there's, I, it's hard to separate that too, that it was like, I am reading a book. 
and like I am reading a book that in theory was written by Christopher. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. then these are the choices of the things that he decided. No, but, but like, I get it. You're a teenage boy. There's a lot of garbage that needs to get filtered through the brain. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and like, that's sort of the, the measure of your, your character, I think, is how much of that garbage mm-hmm. you can filter. You know, and, and, and you're letting all this stuff come on the page, buddy, and I don't I don't care for it. You're not filtering anything, and it's not... Well, and honestly, I can't necessarily get over the fact, and, like, I'm throwing stones a little bit here, but, like, these are, like, adult people writing teenagers also, which is always kind of, like, a dicey road for me, is when, like, you know, people in, like, their late 30s and 40s and stuff, like, write teenagers, because it's, like... I like you're going for a certain level of accuracy, I think, but also like I feel I feel like I do. Okay. Do you want me to take a stab at it? Sure. I and it might be something I've complained about with like front lines too. But yeah, go ahead. I don't think so. I, I feel like it's more like there's there's definitely being a teenager, letting the garbage cross your mind and being true to that source and having those cringy thoughts and realistic thoughts. But as an adult, it is also your responsibility to add a sort of honing edge to that so that people that are reading this that are at the age that are having those thoughts and having those experiences and doing those things, maybe see a character that's like, hey, also, we don't do that. Also, don't be like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, to, to, to be honest with what you're thinking, but then sort of writing in how the, the correct way to handle those thoughts are. Right. Yeah, that makes that sense. Balance mm-hmm. and what is what is your responsibility in being true to the reality mm-hmm. of the situation versus interjecting a little bit. It's of- like they were leaning too far into like what a teenager, uh, like the garbage that a teenager might think of rather than like choosing to edit to fit the story better. I don't know. No, I I think yeah, I I think that's a that's an interesting point of like because it's one of those things where your 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 balance, like that that part would be subjective, right? Mm-hmm. Like where that sort of like right level is. Yeah. But it, this, I think we can all agree, doesn't feel like the right level. And can I just share like a personal like writing anecdote for a minute? So, Danny from B side, you was like very very different in the first draft i i leaned much more into the like the you know guy with a chip on his shoulder and he like had like he thought like certain kinds of music were trash and stuff like that and like one of my early beta readers was like i fucking hate this guy and i was like okay and so i like took a a look at him again and i i like softened him and i made him more likable and i'm so glad i did that because it's like you know, my first draft was like, oh, like, I've met guys like this and, like, I want to, you know, really, like, capture the feeling of, like, oh, you've met this guy and, like, you know kind of what this guy's about. But also, like, I gotta make him at least somewhat likable because he's the main fucking character. That beta reader rules. <laughs> because Danny is awesome. That's so interesting to think about because Danny still, like, he's still got opinions. But, like, the presentation is a lot more like, I like that guy, you know? <laughs> like, how he gets those those opinions across. Mm-hmm. I like that. That beta reader also saved Marceau so much, but I'll talk about that some other day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> another time. Beside you, yeah. Go check it out. 
because B-Side U is awesome. My favorite thing. It's so good. Everworld. That was written by people who are much better at writing than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Grant, tell me. Tell me why you did this. Because I don't know. I just feel like this is definitely way more in Michael Grant's territory than Catherine. (laughs) I don't know that... That Catherine had anything to do with these books? I like. I can't. <laughs> that what you're I can't I know, see her voice like, at all. No, I. I yeah, um, but I. I have a hard time imagining a character that Catherine has written that I hate. Like I don't know. Like I still like. I still attach David to Michael, and I don't know if that's fair or not. But I do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. And. Michael's written characters that I do like, like that's you mm-hmm. know very, very, very capable. But if I hate a character, that was Michael. That I mean, did it. he wrote the you number know? one supervillain, Strand Braxton. Like, yeah, he wrote he Braxton. a really good, <laughs> no character that you fucking hate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like it, that's that's another part of this. Like, they're still individual, like complex characters. I just want to like someone. And mm-hmm. that's what's not being fulfilled for me. It's not even that the characters are bad, like badly written or missing. No, like, yeah. I just, I want to like someone. Jesus. And I, I hope you're listening, April. Because it's on you now. April, this is all you're on only, you. You're the just only like one all the other responsibilities. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Casey, oh, no. no. I'm sorry. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, April, it's all in your hands. <laughs> Hold on. Hold back the darkness. Should I, like, sure. this? Should we just keep fucking shooting the shit for like, a while? I was like, have we even nope. started yet? Nope. Like, there was nope. never, like, an official intro, and I, I I don't know what's going on. Oh, there's never an official I know, intro. I know, I know, but I can't keep Cold, I know. <laughs> That's why, like, every time Tim's like, okay, I'm ready to start, now I'm like, we start? We don't <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. Summary time. Summary, summary, summary time. The boys raced across the sand, charging with the Vikings and scared out of their minds. Christopher looked to his left and watched David charging. Jaleel a little further on. April was back on the ship. Christopher spared some bitter thoughts for her, jealous that she was safe and they were the fools on this charge. Dick. Uh, Thorolf pushed past him and uh, then he was down in the sand and Christopher's like, I don't know if I'm injured. So he starts like slapping his little body like fucking whiny ass bitch. Uh, It turns out he has a head wound. No one gives a shit. Uh, But he panics because he touched his own bones. He's like, no, my skull. Uh, And then he looked over and saw a Viking man with a spear sticking out of his leg and he was like, at least I'm not that guy. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. Unhinged summaries. I love this already. Our <laughs> new best girl. Is that not what you say when you have a head wound? <laughs> <laughs> I it is now. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, uh, there, he looks up. He notices the giant blue god with horizontal gold stripes across his face a mile high. And then this god spreads his gigantic rainbow wings, which I just imagine is giant like macaw wings. Uh, and then Christopher's like, no, this is impossible. He can't fly. And then he flew because this is Everworld, bitch. Like, okay, can we just, can we just, uh, we, all right, we got, we got 10 more books we got to get through together. Yeah. And I'm talking to the characters right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can can we stop? Can we stop with the whole impossible thing? Can we 
can we just let that go? Yeah. Like pretty much real. everything we've seen so far, impossible. Impossible. So like, let's just say that nothing is impossible anymore. Mm-hmm. It would save us a lot hey, of time. Yep. If you just mm-hmm. go and accept all of the impossible things that are happening. I mean, you. listen, if I've never been in a Neverworld type situation, I can't guarantee my brain wouldn't <laughs> yet. try to. Yet. Yeah. Can't guarantee my brain wouldn't try to <laughs> rationalize it and be like, no, it's impossible. But also, yeah. yes, shut the fuck up, you dumb kids. <laughs> you know what else was impossible? The Whopper. And now yeah. look at it. I can't think about Whoppers without thinking about Hearst Girls. BT Dubs. <laughs> Our job here is done. <laughs> And I'm like, hey, you know what? That would be me now. Like, I'm going to be in some weird Everworld situation. I'm just going to wake up and I'm going to be there. And I'm going to be like, this isn't. No, I'm not going <laughs> to no, say. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'll know. We'll all know. We'll all just accept it. <laughs> I no will, needs however, to hear it. I'm assuming we're in this situation together. Got it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Uh, I will the entire time. Just be following behind you going, but it is mission impossible, impossible, or something like that. Like basically the pun version of impossible. And then I will laugh because I know what you're trying not to say. You've admitted it. Okay. If I wake up in an Everworld situation. Yes. 100% Alex is there with me. Yeah. 100% I know it's her fault. Yes. (laughs) Like you did this. I don't know how. Can you fix it? And I'll be like, nope. Nope. <laughs> I'll immediately just like fall in the sand, like go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. And I'll be like, you know what, Tim? I can't fix it because equality. I will not be the mom character. <laughs> it's the patriarchy. <laughs> Don't try and put me in a box. That's I can right. screw up with any of you guys. <laughs> I can fuck up more than any of the rest of you. Watch me. <laughs> I just, that's so good. Like, anytime anybody comes and asks you for help, like, patriarchy, and then just, like, refuse to help. Yep. I cannot help you because of the patriarchy. I'm an adult and I'm not your mother. <laughs> Solve your own problems. Do you want to hear the literal recap I wrote of the second yes. chapter here? Yes. I'm going to read it to you word for word every single thing I wrote. This chapter is basically just a summary of the last book. Nothing impressive here, except we find out it's Senna Wales. End. Perfect. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Chapter 2. <laughs> did it. We did it. Senna Wales. Okay. First of all, Cinnabon crossover. Second of all, yeah, just tiny little whales, but made out of Cinnabon. Uh, also, Senna Wales. Like, as in Screams. Santa Wales, actually. Emo band name. Senna I think Santa Wales. You can do a lot with Santa Wales, right? I feel like Santa Wales could also be like a Halloween haunted house clown character. Oh. You know, like one of the scare mm-hmm. actors? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm Santa Wales. <laughs> like a banshee. Like a banshee. Or a siren. We could do Sinner Wales, too. For like another Halloween theme, Sinner Wales. Sinner Wales. Ooh. There's a there's a. I feel like there's a lot of traction here with Sinner Wales. Mm-hmm. We could do a lot. It's a super deep cut that 
you know, but the three of us will get, but we'll get it immediately. Yeah. And yeah. you know that the next thing I'm going to suggest is that we all have to play a D&D game as different variations of set of whales. <laughs> but I also, every time you say it, can only picture uh, Cinnamon Crunch, the cereal, but whale shaped. Oh, that's really oh. good, too. Son of whales. I like it. I'd eat that cereal. I would. You put little holes in the top of the whales so that when they hit the milk, you get a little milk spout that comes. You could put a pop rock. Yeah. Oh, cinnamon pop rocks. <laughs> that explode on milk impact. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a really cool thing for a mantis shrimp cereal. Shall I explain that or shall I just leave the thought in the open? <laughs> oh, with the, with the no, boom I, booms? Yeah. Yeah. No, that didn't help. That didn't make it any more clear for me. Should, should I explain it? <laughs> yes, please. Okay. So, um... The like peacock mantis shrimp, they they can do this thing where they hit really hard with their um, big like claws that are in the front because they're like they look like little lobsters, you know, they got big front claws. Oh, mm-hmm. So they can hit out so fast that they actually uh, break. I think it's the sound barrier, and it creates space in the water when they do that around their claw, where the water just is moved out of the way. So they kind of create a pop. And this noise is so loud, especially when a bunch of them do it together, that they can pick it up on sonar. And the Navy has and didn't know what it was at first. So, like, they were just traveling through the ocean. All of a sudden, they hear this, like, like, all around them. And they're like, what the fuck is attacking us? Like, oh, my God, high alert, high alert. And it was just a bunch of mantis shrimp doing this, like, punching thing. So they, they had a karate class. They had a karate class. It looks like one of the five armies from Lord of the Rings, these mantis shrimp, but they're just doing their training. It's just like, just them in lines. Yeah. <laughs> Let's to get business. down to business. <laughs> oh, man. There's one, there's one that has the blue face paint, like William Wallace, just <laughs> writing. <Freedom! laughs> He's writing another mantis shrimp in front of the group back and forth. Why can't he be riding a squid? Oh. He, I mean, he could, but all right, it's a squid. All right, shall I complain some more about Christopher? Christopher, Christopher, Christopher yes. Christopher. Christopher Christopher is on the beach mid-battle bleeding from his head he wants to retreat but that is not his thing he can't do that why because some reasons anyways David's next to him and he's suddenly like we can't retreat because it's what she would have wanted and Christopher's like what and David's like you know Senna she she's in cahoots with this Aztec god and Christopher's like ah I don't really understand how you know that, but I don't actually care because I am about to shit my pants and that's all I can really focus on right now. So thanks, buddy. Um, And what David does in this moment to get him to stop being such a whiny bitch is he's like, hey, by the way, just casually mid-battle, let's take a second here and talk tactics. If you retreat right now like you want to, you will be attacked from the rear because the Aztecs will chase us all back towards the boats and then the boats, of course, they will get attacked and we will be sitting ducks in these things and they will just shoot us and pick us off from the shore. And Christopher's like, that's a great point. I think we should go back to battle now and then like back to the war. Anyways, uh, so they're like, all right, well, what can we do to help here? And they're like, we could sing. And they're like, all right, that seems as good an idea as any. So they start singing their Viking battle hymn of the Republic. 
And like, there's this really actually genuinely very cool moment where like it starts to spread down the line. Like the Vikings start taking up this song with them. And then like all of them are doing it as like Olaf steps to the front of them and they're all doing their battle hymn. And this impossibly large God just landed in the sand and like Olaf gets Mjolnir and like throws it. And it like just goes like there's this rocket pack strapped to it. And like, that's where they cut. But it was a very epic scene for a moment. Can I just say that when the Everworld movie gets made, I know it's not gonna, but when it does, I want to rewrite Christopher as not uh, awful. Okay. Uh, But I want to leave like a lot of Christopher the same, just take out the awful bits. And then I want to cast Christopher as unhinged Alex. Oh. Because just the idea of Christopher being in battle was like, I don't care. I'm about to shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the character that I want to see. <laughs> that would be okay. But also imagine that character like David. Keep David the same. Yeah. The name's already <laughs> lost, to the, lost to the annals of time. He, no one can fix David. So imagining David like... I am going to figure this out and I will be brave even though I'm scared, blah, blah, blah. And then like Christopher next to him, like, well, I'm about to shit my pants. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> God damn it, Casey. <laughs> now it's turned into Goofy. Sweary Goofy. <laughs> yes. I hate oh, this. Gosh. Oh, gosh. I'm about to shit my pants. I hate this so much. <laughs> Casey's Goofy's better than real Goofy. <laughs> no, it's wake so good. I can't wake up. Save me. Oh, no. Anyway. essence. <laughs> this, this is how we're going to do it. You will play unhinged Christopher. <laughs> we will dub over Casey's Goofy voice for all of your lines. What if I went Andy Circus and I wear the mocap oh, suit yeah. and just go full? <laughs> just, now it's Smeagol gonna shit his pants. <laughs> I'm gonna shit my pants. <laughs> shit my loincloth. That's why I only wear the loincloth. You can't get so much shit on a loincloth. I shit my loincloth would make a great t-shirt. It would make a better apron where you have the body with the loincloth. Don't kiss the cookie. Shit is loincloth. That's the only reason not to kiss the cook. Asterisk, uh, I will not be accepting criticism of my pronunciation henceforth in this book. So just. You've only referred to him as blue Aztec. God, I'm waiting. Oh, yeah. I I have his name throughout the rest of this. (laughs) Did not write down the city name because I didn't want to go back and look it up. I was feeling lazy by the time I got there. But, well, Christopher calls him the Big H. He does start calling him the Big H. I never did that because I am not a DJ from the country. (laughs) Christopher is. Yeah, Christopher is for sure. Yeah. Last we left off, Mjolnir was rocketing right up toward Huitzilopochtli's arm and smashed through it. Okay, can you do the like the wind Huitz- noise right before it? <laughs> Huitzilopochtli. It's like, it's like a, he's swooping in. <laughs> it's probably close, right? I have probably no, not. yeah, no frame we of reference. Ask Jenna; she would know. Yeah. 
She could probably get him for the podcast. Probably. <laughs> I don't want to level out that god. I'm not doing that. <laughs> You'd be way too loud. Zoom has an auto gain. Oh my That's god. True. I guess they could put a snowball across the pyramid from him and <laughs> see what happened. <laughs> put a snowball across the pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some it's sound little, panels. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say it's a little echoey in here. You could build like a sound box for it. <laughs> oh god. Anyways, his arm gets smashed by Mjolnir and sinew and bone is just sheared because that's how hammers work. And his arm came off like a tree trunk slamming down onto the sand. It crushed Aztecs below him who didn't get out of the way fast enough. And like Christopher weirdly justified this, like, well, it is hard to run in sand. A justification fucking none of us needed, but all right. Um, Mjolnir flew back into Olaf's hand and everybody's like, yeah! Uh, But then, then comes where shit gets real because David and Jaleel were like, hey, we could stab his toes and do some damage because, like, look what Mjolnir did. And they're like, yeah, this is great. And then they just watch as this giant fucking god guy just takes this goddamn frisbee mirror he has and just, like, and it just cuts, like, swaths of people in half. Like, it just travels through the crowd, lawnmowering them down at the midsection and, like, it comes back, it takes out uh, the fucking sword eater guy, and he's, like, looking dumbly at his own legs, like, oh, no, how'd those get over there? And then it fucking comes up to Olaf, who's like, I'm gonna jump it, like, Matrix style. Cuts off his fucking feet, because he can't jump high enough. He doesn't have a 10-foot vertical leap. Uh, and that was basically it. He mowed down hundreds of Vikings. Um, David's like, no! They do this, like, sad little charge of, like, the idiot children. They start stabbing at his little toesies. And he just, like, reaches down, grabs Olaf, tears him in half, and, like, eats his beating heart. And they're like, oh, no, it didn't work. And that's that chapter. Stabbing a god in the toe is such a D&D <laughs> yes. Oh, my it's God. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run up. Uh, oh, look, I rolled a nat 20. I do 40 damage. And then, like, the, the dungeon master would just be like, yeah, you do 40 toe damage. Sure. 40 yeah. toe damage. <laughs> 40 toe damage. This is such a stupid attack. Oh. You want to try that again, buddy? Because you are level two. (laughs) This is the BBEG. Oh, God. This chapter was some Michael Grant shit. The fucking Sven looking at his own legs thing. I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The the Michael Grant fingerprints are all over this one. The, uh, the, the Frisbee mirror. Just, just mowing people down. I'm like, eh, that's kind of cool. The, the 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 young reader in me was like neat you know do you, know, you want to know what the young reader and oh. alex did oh my god it's just like wild wild west <laughs> it, it turns out he was a giant spider the oh whole time <laughs> putting the metal collars on the vikings like <laughs> yeah <laughs> then he turns his horn what did you say <laughs> oh were you stabbing my toes? Let me move my ear trumpet towards you. Man, I gotta watch that movie again. There's a whole scene about a fake breast. Replicating a breast. Can't just fill it with sand. It doesn't have the proper weight. You need liquid. It's like a bag of sand. Like a bag of sand. Uh. Where did they get balloons in the wild, wild west? A bag of sand is how you steal the idol in Indiana Jones. Oh. That's true. Yeah. 
you just got to get that weight right. Yeah. So bag of sand is useful. That was my point there. Bag of sand does have purpose. Not for boobs, but for (laughs) stealing idols. When you touch a boob, it's not like a bag of sand. Because that's how they know you're a person. It's not like an idol. It's not like an idol. I've never once touched a boob and had a boulder come after me. (laughs) This is like an SAT problem. (laughs) Sand bag is to boob. (laughs) Idol is to boob. Then what is the ratio of X? <laughs> what? Indy, toss me the fake boob, I toss you the idol. <laughs> Looks like you're on the wrong side of the river. <laughs> I should really watch the Indiana Jones with Shia LaBeouf. And Kate Blanchett. Okay, so I have a a friend, and we are vehement crystal skull deniers mm-hmm. okay that movie never happened indiana jones is a trilogy okay because that movie was so so bad and they're making a fifth <gasps> one now which to us would be the fourth mm-hmm. one because we just skipped that one because it was what if so, this so one's bad worse i am very very afraid that it will be you know what else they're making another national treasure movie okay now oh mm-hmm. Do I love the National Treasure movies? Oh, yeah. Yes, I do. Am I super excited about this? I did not know this, but I am. I want to go watch the first two right now because I'm so excited about this. Yeah. Oh, I love them so much. I, yeah, I don't even know I why. Um, I. Fun. Did you? I am. Nick Cage has made a lot of movies that I really, really enjoy. Um. I did just watch, uh, what was the last movie that he just did? Was that that island one where he yes, was just? Yes, yeah. that one. And it was phenomenal. I, I don't know why I can't think of the name Google of it right stuff now. stuff with Tim. The, the unbearable weight of massive talent or something like that. That might have been it. But if it's not, it was close. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was amazing. Amazing. So yeah, I am, I'm all in for another National Treasure movie. Let's do this. I'm just really excited to suddenly learn that I've seen all the Indiana Jones movies. You've seen all four. Wait. I've seen three. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, see? No, there's the... We deny the fourth one. Yeah, but you... Right. So, the, so there are three... Yeah, but oh, you said Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I thought you had seen the fourth one, and that was one of the three that you were no, counting. No. I'm trying to be on your side. Nope. I'm, good. Good. You've chosen the right side of the river. <laughs> Thank God. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I I really want the fifth Indiana Jones movie to be fantastic. I am worried that it won't. That's probably an accurate assessment, <laughs> yeah. I would say. Based on history and such. Yeah, those are those are those kind of movies that like we grew up with. We grew up with those first three. So they're like even if they're not great, they're always going to be great mm-hmm. to us. But I think they are great. That was one of the first, like, I think it was the first, like, not kids movie that I watched. Like, I watched, obviously, like, Disney movies before that and, like, Free Willy and so on and so forth. But, like, the first adult movie that I got to watch was Indiana Jones. Like, you know, that was more than, like, 45 minutes. and Yeah. The first adult movie that I watched, and I don't like saying it like that because it sounds like... It does sound like porn when you say it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not talking about porn. 
I did stay up and watch RoboCop. And I was probably too young to watch RoboCop. You know, the only movie I saw before that was Jurassic Park. That was the only other. <laughs> I watched yeah. that when I was, I was four the first time I watched it. You have so much catching up to do. To Jurassic Park? I've seen them all, Tim. No, I mean, like, in terms of movies. Oh, there's like, There's a lot them? of them. Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. But I feel like I've upped the amount I've seen to, like, 15 in this episode, because now we figured out I've seen The Mummy <gasps> and Indiana Mummy. Jones. Uh-huh. Have you seen both National Treasures? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have. There was another movie. Like, there's something about that, like, Indiana Jones National Treasure, like, type of movie. That I really like. Mm-hmm. I would I would lump the mummy in with that too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There were these movies when I was a kid called uh, uh, Alan Quartermain. And The Lost City of Gold was one of them and King Solomon's Mines was the other one. Uh, and I absolutely love those movies. And they are probably objectively not good. But because I was so young and they fit that, that same kind mm-hmm. of mold. Because I think that's the character that Indiana Jones was based okay. off of. Now I want to watch Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. We'll watch King Solomon's Mines and Lost City of Gold too. We'll just have group watches of all these yeah. movies. That's really the only way I'm going to watch movies yeah. at this point. Let's be making a yeah, I gotta make it a thing. Well, more summary. Right. Well, speaking of yeah, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Indiana Jones, um, the Vikings tried to rush back to the ships, but as David had predicted, the Aztecs just slaughtered them. They just you know, cut them down as they ran, like thousands of them. And those who weren't slaughtered were captured. What did that have to do with Indiana Jones? I don't mean to derail again. Oh, nothing. Just, oh, okay. I was about to say. Yeah, nothing at curious. all. Just, just curious. Yeah, no, there was, there was no tie-in. I just thought if I said it confidently and then did the summary, it would all work out for me. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Foiled again. <laughs> foiled again, just like when David and Christopher tried to rush back to the Viking ships, but were apprehended by the Aztecs. That's right. See, that was that a good one. one. Did yeah, that, that was a good one. That's, <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, anyways, they're all in a, a big line. All the Vikings are there. Their heads are bowed. They're defeated. They're not doing like their normal Viking like bravado and, and bombasticness. They're just sitting there, heads down, being quiet. And Christopher's trying to look down the line, see Jaleel or April, but he doesn't see any of them. And he ducks his head as the Aztecs threw another thing over his head. They're throwing bones and feces and ash and it was gross and no one liked it. And suddenly Jaleel appeared behind Christopher and he's like, hey, I've been watching you and just hanging back and not coming up to you in case you guys are in special trouble. And Christopher's like, I fucking hate that this guy's only out here for himself. Blah, blah, blah. As if Christopher's doing any of it differently. (laughs) You dumb shit. But whatever. Um, then Jaleel's like, hey, idiots, you know what you missed? And they're like, no, we don't know what we missed because we're not you. And he's like, they're only throwing trash, like bones and feces and ash. You know what that means? And they're like, no, Jaleel, no one knows what that means. And he's like, they get their shit from the trash pile. They don't have any food, idiots. There's no like cool stuff that they're throwing, like shoes or Tamagotchis or whatever. And so this is a problem. And anyways, the whole thing is to point out that the Aztecs are like starving. And the only thing they have to eat is like the remaining bodies that were sacrificed to the God. And they're like, well, that's not great. Um, luckily, their fears are confirmed as they march past this temple later on. 
And the whole thing smells like rotten flesh and meat and blah, blah, blah. But that's later. That's later when they get marched past. It's all fine. Everything's fine. This is that chapter. Tamagotchis. <laughs> yeah. You know they don't have them, Tim. That's, you're right. You're right. Uh, objectively, they do not have Tamagotchis. They do not have Tamagotchis, confirmed. Otherwise, they would have chucked it at them. I would like to know how historically accurate any of this is. Well, it's true they didn't have Tamagotchis. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so mad that you beat me to saying that. <laughs> I'm furious right now. <laughs> so you're talking about, like, in terms of the lore of the gods and in, stuff? Or, like, the way the of, Aztecs like, Yeah, did the Aztecs actually, like, do the whole heart-wrenching and eat people thing? Or was that, like... This is the context of the situation. Because, like, obviously, if you have a populace of people that are starving, cannibalism is a thing. Like, you know, yeah. like that that plane that crashed in the mountains with all the soccer players on it, and they all resorted to cannibalism or whatever. Like, it's a thing. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know anything about any ancient people. And I, yeah. I like. I feel yeah. like someone in our Discord was talking about Everworld at some point and said like that it was like not historically accurate or something. I, I don't don't quote me on that. I mean, I I feel like based on what we've read so far, that should be our starting yeah. point. Yeah. I I because I'm the same way you are. I don't I don't have a clue in the world. Like, uh, but like that seems like the safe sort of like. None of this is accurate except for the gods' names. I'm gonna start mm-hmm. there, and then we'll we'll move out from yeah. there. Because like they have kind of an excuse in that it's Everworld. It's different from the real world, right. and these are people that they brought mm-hmm. over, and subsequently new, you know, things happened because of that. But yeah. like, at what point is this going to like start? reflecting badly on actual people that existed you know based on the time that the thing was written like i feel like that could be a fear of like anything that was written in the time you know what i'm saying thousands yeah like before now that's fair that's yeah like i feel like like anything written could be potentially guilty of that i guess but like it's the same thing you said it's it's not it's not here so you can kind of like Play yeah. with it however you want to. They, like, like, not to get into historical stuff, too, because Jeff <laughs> will shoot me down. He will know somehow, and he will shoot me down. Um, I do know that there were some cultures in the area that, this isn't super recently, because this was when I was taking my Native American history class. Um, and they did find, like, near that that border evidence of cannibalism Mm -hmm. in a lot of places and it was uh things like they would find like the bones would be like smoothed down from like going around like the rim of a pot or Mm -hmm. whatever and they're cooking stuff off or like bite marks on bones and things like that and so i know that there's some evidence and like we know of that like insanely well-preserved girl that was like sacrificed that um i believe that was an as i have been hashtag, but like they have insanely well preserved bodies mm. from that, but like they weren't eaten, they were mm-hmm. sacrificed with like poisoned, but like they like so. I don't know, I'm sure there's like one little kernel of potentially maybe kind of sort of adjacent mm-hmm. truth, but I can't imagine a first of all, 
there were so many Vikings here. There's no way they sacrificed like 8,000 people in one day and let their blood run down the temple steps and like, like that's insanity. No, they didn't fucking do that. But what if they did? But what if they did? But what if they did? Maybe I'm the fucking idiot. Maybe Jeff's sitting there right now going, you idiot, Alex, you didn't even know about the 8,000 Vikings the Aztecs sacrificed? You moron, did you go to school ever? And the answer is, I, apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> I missed that day. I, miss, I was sick that day, Jeff. The day that they talked about the Viking sacrifice. Uh, they wouldn't let no, me go to the play either, because my grades weren't good enough. So what now, Jeff? They didn't let you go to the play or be in the play? Didn't let me go to the play. They're going to see Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. My grades weren't good enough. I've never seen it to this Aww. day. You know what? You know what? Neither have I. And it had nothing to do with my grades. Are you sure? Well, no. I guess I'm not sure now. Because, you know. <laughs> but I always kind of assumed it was because I never had an urge to go see Joseph in the Technicolor Oh, I don't want to go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have no desire. Which it may be great. I don't know. I just don't like technical dream codes on principle. <laughs> it's a bias I have. It's a bias <laughs> I have. Listen, I hate to admit it now, but if you come at me and you're like, this coat's technically, I'm going to be like, oh, I don't know about that. And then if you're like, it's a dream coat, I'm going to be like, fuck you and the horse you rode in on. All right. What happens next? Let's see. Christopher, David, and Jaleel were marched up into the temple into... A room. It was a large room. Spooky. Uh, Okay, I'll stop. It was built with blocks the size of trucks. Everybody's like, wow, look at those large blocks. I love it. The Vikings just like thatched roofs and sticks. This is great. Um, And they all sit there in silence because it's just they're waiting to be slaughtered. And they all know that they're waiting to be slaughtered. And Jalil starts wishing out loud, like, I wish I could wash the shit off of me if there was one thing I could do before I died. And Christopher's like, hey, man, that's a great idea. Look, there's large baths in here. And they just start getting in the bath and have the weirdest fucking conversation. Okay, so here's how this goes down. Christopher's like, I would like to be clean. So he just like gets naked, gets in the bath, finds some soap. Christopher's having a great fucking time. And Jaleel's like, well, I'm not going to do that. This is a prison. And Christopher's like, okay. And Jaleel's like, well, you know what happens in the showers and prisons. And Christopher's like, I'm a modern boy with modern sensibilities and I shall die clean. And then like the conversation just dies out from there and they all take a bath. That's the whole thing. There, there was conflict. This was a, a mini, a story arc within a story arc. There was conflict. There was a climax. There was a resolution. <laughs> We've done it. Anyways, uh, the warm bath sues Christopher, and he begins to wonder, is it possible to escape? How desperately I would like to be home. How do I leave? These are all problems that I could solve if only I could fall asleep. Whew, the end of the chapter. I like your fancy boy, Christopher. I'm a modern <laughs> boy. It's, that's what he basically did he's like I grew up with commercials of soap and deodorant I shall die fancifully or I shall die not at all <laughs> Christopher's taking on a lot of iterations in my head <laughs> he's gone through a journey I like him so much better the way you do it <laughs> like a chapter ago he was a DJ from up country <laughs> fancy boy he just wants a little bath he just wants a little bath before he dies <laughs> put the soap on him 
Does he love berries and cream? <laughs> He's a little lad who loves berries and cream. <laughs> oh no, now I love him. <laughs> oh god. I like how we spent all that time being like, man, this character, we just don't like him, blah, blah, blah. And now every time, like every chapter we've gone through, we've been like, this Christopher is great. In fact, <laughs> let's just keep this around. <laughs> keep He's this going. Better version. I don't, I wouldn't say better. Different. I would say better. I mean, the berries and cream guy is just instantaneously <laughs> likable. <laughs> Why were there baths? I, I mean, I don't know. Because it's someone's fever dream. Like, this whole Everworld place is just, like, it's just non... Not non-linear. Nonsensical? Nonsensical, that's the word I'm going for. I don't know why words aren't processing today. But it is, it's just like, it's it's abstract. Yeah. You know, the whole place just feels completely abstract. I like to think, if I'm going to make a reason for it... I like to think it's because the Aztecs like had a super um, interesting marketing ploy going on where they're like, listen, this is our multi-purpose prison. It could also be a wedding hall. Mm. It could also be a bath hall. Mm -hmm. Or maybe if they need to suddenly switch religions, baptize babies, now they're set up for it. They don't have to pay Mm -hmm. to redo it in the the honor of Christianity or whatever. They were ready for fucking anything. Party-wise, not security-wise, of course. Staffing's the issue. Creativity is not. It also serves as a voting precinct. Voting, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Middle Mm -hmm. school dance. These fuckers (laughs) Mm -hmm. need to square dance. Guess what? Convention. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. The anime cons thrown in the Aztec world were fucking off the charts. Oh, my God. (laughs) God. Tim's like, come see her, my little dragon con. Compared to what the Aztecs did, Tim? <laughs> it's, it's also like where the dentists have their convention. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. The yeah. following again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? They say they get wild. It's just because they're dentists and they don't understand what that means. Yeah. yeah. I, a lot of them do go drinking at the Bennigans across the street, though. Oh, man. The conversations about the types of fluoride that are available to them. <laughs> it's where they vote. On what? The best toothpick? Yeah, the what they always say four out of five dentists. <gasps> That's where the gum comes from. It's from the Aztecs. Mm-hmm. The Aztec dentist conventions. And so like the and the one guy, it's just the mm-hmm. guy. Like it was always fucking Jerry or whatever who is yeah. like you like that toothpaste? <laughs> I'm gonna say no. But we think Jerry's getting paid by the competitor to say that. I think Jerry's just a dick. Yeah. Maybe. Nobody really likes Jerry. No one likes Jerry. I'm so confused. So contrary. <laughs> <laughs> Tim and I were like, let's write our own little world to play in. And Casey's like, not today. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't play in the space. I thought you were referencing something else. Uh, nope, not okay. at all. That all unfolded in real okay. time. <laughs> no, yeah. Nope. It's just Tim and I share that single thought connection. <laughs> T-H-O-T. T-H-O-T. Dot com. <laughs> Go there now. <laughs> Subliminal messages. I have also edited in one screen cap of a naked lady into a frame of this podcast. Yes. And you're going to have to clock it as it goes past. <laughs> if you look really closely, the dust spells sex. Do you got to 
You gotta tap the computer screen at just the right time to get this. Start pausing your podcast and seeing if it flashes up. <laughs> it's gonna work. All right. You guys ready for the real world? Yes. Okay. Christopher was dribbling down the court back in school. Hard to imagine that he had fallen asleep next to all of those disgusting Vikings in that prison, but he had. The sudden switch, though, caused him to drop the ball, and his coach began to scream at him like, What the fuck, bro? And he's like, Oh, no, my leg! It's hurt! And so he hobbles off the court, and he's like, I, I must go to the nurse's office. And the coach was like, You're fucking useless to me. So anyways, Christopher fucks off uh, and goes to find somebody else, anybody else, any one of the kids to see like what the hell is going on. And he wants to run into David, but the first person he runs into is April. And April has not been back since before this battle. So she doesn't know shit. And Christopher's like trying to like hold it together to like be a man. And uh, instead he ends up being like, oh, everything is so stressful and I'm terrified. And spitting in her fucking face because he's getting so intense with like spittle flying. Like, ah, how dare you? I, I was super impressed at how quickly Christopher was just like fake an injury. Yeah. Like that's a that's an amazing move when you're completely confused to just pull that one out. <laughs> just crumple like a fainting goat. It's yeah, I was like, that is so good. It would have taken me forever and it would have been such a bad fake job to just like immediately like um, that's a like that's a quality you move. Can just leave. Like the coach can't stop you. <laughs> you can just go. What's he gonna do? <laughs> some reason you don't understand that as a kid no you can just do you guys want to hear an only adjacently related sports yeah. story so one time one of the very first times that i ever uh scored a breakaway goal in hockey i got back to the bench and they're like all right go back out you earned it and i was like why are you punishing me <laughs> <laughs> I just scored a goal. I want to sit down. <laughs> That's wonderful. Anyways, uh, Christopher is yelling at April, and like April is going through this arc of like learning that she was left on the boat when they went into battle, learning that the battle went fucking terribly. They're caught, and they don't know what's happening to her. The idea was thrown out that she could be, they could be using her body to entertain the Aztecs, which they don't outline, but I think we can all make a guess as to what that meant. And April is completely fucking understandably upset. And Christopher's like, excuse you, April. It's about me right now. And I was like, what? And this is only after April reaches out, grabs his arm, and is like, is it okay? Like, is everything okay? And Christopher's first thought is she reached out and grabbed my arm, but it didn't give me the normal tingly feeling. But I could have her in the back of my car making out with her without a, like, second thought. Fuck. But this isn't the right time because right now I'm worried about me and not April because an Aztec could be eating my heart right now. Fuck all the way off, though. Fuck yeah. all the way off, dude. The idea, oh. and this was, I I had a hard time paying attention to Christopher in this moment because it was like the idea of being where April was, where they're telling you what could be happening to you, but you don't know because you're somewhere else right now is such a wild headspace to be in. And it was just like, that has to be, how do you, how do you parse that one out? 
like, yeah. And the other thing is, is like, he then introduces the idea, like, you could be dead right now. And she's like, well, the other half of me is dead, but what does that mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Way more interesting like, than the fucking back of the car makeout sesh. Uh, yeah, it was it was hard for me to pay attention to Christopher because I was in that headspace. Which is you know? a way more interesting headspace. Mm-hmm. And would was she like I would like to know, was she relieved if she was dead? Like, did she have the same thought of like, oh my god, if I'm dead but I'm still here? That's, yeah, that's a that's win. That's how you do it. Yeah, yeah, I win. Yeah. It's just like Inception. Yep. <laughs> I've never seen Inception. Oh my God. That's another Christopher Nolan uh-huh. movie. How have you not seen... Mm. Any Christopher Nolan movies except Batman? Yeah. yeah. I love it. Maybe anytime I see the name Christopher, I just <laughs> run the other oh, way. No. Oh, it's no. ruined like David? It's no. like David. Oh no, Christopher's ruined forever. That's right. Christopher, David, Jaleel, all ruined. Yeah. April? Still good. Um, probation. Probation, but like April is also April Ludgate, so like it's going to take a lot to make me hate the name mm-hmm. April. Yeah. April O'Neil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. April O'Neil, yeah. also good. Building more on that Turtles theory that Tim had going earlier. Yeah. It's just Raphael's all the way down in <laughs> April O'Neil. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. Where are we? That's right. We're in the hallway. Christopher's being an asshat. The bell rings. David and Jaleel walk out of the classroom, and Jaleel's like, hey, man, I'm back. David's not with us. And also, everything is, no, they get sucked back into Everworld. So we're there now, and there's two Aztec priests picking their way through the mass of prisoners, and occasionally picking one guy and being like, go stand in the corner. And the Vikings are like, okay, like, didn't, didn't fucking question it, just did it, which was wild, but all right. Uh, and then they're coming towards... Christopher and Jaleel, who are laying on the ground, and they notice that these priests are filthy. Like, their skin is, like, blackened with ash and probably shit and blood, and they smell horrible, and their hair is all matted and gross. And then they're like, hey, you two, you two little boys, your hearts are young and unblemished. Come with us. (laughs) It's kind of a compliment if you think about it. Is it? A little. What is it like blemished though? What do we mean by blemished? Like that's what I was saying. Like I don't, I don't know. Virgin. Yeah, virgin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You are for the very <laughs> for the thirty first time. Um. <laughs> so this is basically Moulin Rouge. Then is what we're saying. I wish. In a way, how much better would this have been if, in the middle of like the heart? scene where they're cutting all the hearts out, we get a fucking Ewan McGregor like, why does my heart cry? It's been removed from my body. <laughs> You're here to eat me, okay. but just don't. I know, you've never seen Moulin I, Rouge. <laughs> no, no, but I will only accept this if Ewan McGregor has the Obi-Wan beard. And then when the heart gets removed, it also has the Obi-Wan beard and then starts singing. That's how I will take this. <laughs> what if it has a Qui-Gon Jinn beard? <laughs> okay, I'll take it. All right, perfect. I like the idea of Ewan McGregor singing like a duet with his heart. Old Ben. Because <laughs> his heart's about to be Qui-Gon. Wait, Tim, you've never seen Moulin Rouge? No, I never have. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Alex has seen Moulin Rouge. I have yeah, seen yeah, Moulin I know, Rouge. That's, that's I feel like, like there's... Yeah. yeah. It's the one movie I've seen that Tim hasn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I tend to stay away from movies, not not a hundred percent of the time, but most of the time. Once people start singing, oh, I'm like, okay, mm, well, I'm kind of out. It's gonna fair. be a problem. Yeah, because yeah. Casey and I sing all the time, whether or not the movie has singing. In it. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean we're not doing a late starters musical episode? <gasps> um. <laughs> I'm sure that I can come up with ways to agitate both of you and fake past the parts where I would have to sing. My, okay, or can I propose a bit? Yeah. uh, yeah. Or we do it, but you don't show up till the very end and you say, sorry, I'm late. This is the musical episode. Ah, (laughs) That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I don't yes. want to do the episode without you, but it's a good bit. That is a good bit. <laughs> it's so good. It's a quality bit. Holy shit. Moving right along. Okay, so Christopher and Julia were marched alongside the chosen Vikings, and as they marched, they noticed that they outnumbered the guards like 15 to fucking one. And so they started to like dawdle and let the Vikings like pull forward, and they're like, hey, we probably take this fucking guards right we could take this guards we definitely take these guards then they ran into therolf and they're like hey buff viking guy we could take these guards and the guy's like we are prisoner and they're like no no dude there's like 15 to 1 like we could take them and he's like they won the war we now get killed by them why what can't you idiot children see about this and they're like all right, so fuck you. And uh, then Christopher, or sorry, David shows up and he's like, yeah, I've been saying the same thing. And like, you know, they just don't get it. And, uh, you know, douchebag, supreme. They're pre-programmed NPCs mm-hmm. on a definite, like, storyline. Yeah, for sure. Right? That's, that's what I read that as. Like, we can't break from the story. Yep. And that's what these these four people are. They're the the they're junking up the story they are they're ruining it for everybody (laughs) but that's that's completely what i read it all i was like oh so we have like a a predestined place that everybody's supposed to get to Mm -hmm. and and nobody informed these four nope that's why they were so like because it was like it was set up to be so like obvious like oh no we can just get out of this this is not a problem but everybody's like nope this is how it goes the story follow the fucking script nerds yeah yeah this is like (laughs) get in losers we're following the script we're going dying let's do it (laughs) yeah this is like these are the fucking assholes that like discover like if you walk to this point of the cliff and then hit jumped then it hits like a platform that the developers like kind of left in (laughs) the thing the mario (laughs) speedrunner uh <laughs> how can we break the game? Yeah, how do we break the game? These are the people that played Red Dead Redemption simply to figure out what all the fucking issues were. It's like, can you enjoy like the QA testers? <laughs> <laughs> no, after the QA testers. Oh, okay. The QA team. No, that's normal, Casey. That's what they're supposed to do. Like, oh no, they work very hard. Like. Alex sitting at a desk smoking a cigarette with like like just the barest little bit of her face talking about her her time as a QA tester. I so I did about as close to that as you can get in real life the other day when I I was doing something and I found a bug and they're like oh how'd you do that I was like well 
Sometimes you don't forget the past. I've broken more things on this website than have existed. You see the the tattoo on your forearm that's slightly faded that just says quality control. Quality out of control. Quality out of control. (laughs) So that's a good biker gang name for us. I'm in. Yeah, it's just nerdy enough to fit. Gotta get jackets. Yeah. I'm going to walk in and I'll be like, can I get a quality out of control tattoo? And the guy will be like, yeah, and then I'll get it. And then I'll be like, okay, can you like, can you hurry up and fade it? So it looks like I make it old. Yeah. Make it old for me. Make it old tattoo. (laughs) What if you said that to somebody like, (laughs) I need an old tattoo. I need an old tattoo. (laughs) I'm not here for fresh ink. I'm here for the stalest, saltiest ink you have. (laughs) Can you burn the edges like a treasure map? Oh my god. Like a treasure like a, map? Like a treasure map. Can you just soak my arm in coffee and then kind of crumple it up a little bit? <laughs> oh my god. Oh. That hit me right in the art school. <laughs> that would be me though, right? I get a tattoo and then the next thing you see is me, my arm just in like a trough of coffee. I'm <laughs> aging it. Aging like a fine wine. It's exfoliating, too. I have clear pores. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Something you never hear a tough guy say in an action. I have clear pores. I have the skin of a baby's ass. <laughs> feel this. Feel this arm. You feel how soft that is? That's right. That's Jergens. I moisturize. <laughs> That's Jergens. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that baby food? <laughs> <laughs> That's Gerber. You feel feel this? You feel how soft that is? That's Gerber. (laughs) How many sweet peas I mashed into my arms? (laughs) So soft. That chicken puree? (laughs) Chicken and apples. That's not just for your mouth. That's for your soul. (laughs) (laughs) Gerber's chicken soup puree for the soul. (laughs) Yeah, Alex. Alex's book is chicken puree for the soul. I'm going to expand on it, though. Chicken puree for the teen soul. <laughs> Part four. Cut back to the summary or something. We need to get back. <laughs> Cut back to the summary. Cut back to All the right. reality. Whoa. There goes gravity. They get taken to a party. <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that was part of the recap. <laughs> I was like, tell me what rabbit. What did rabbit do? <laughs> right, right after the, the gravity. Tim, do you not know that song? No, I do. That's what I was waiting. Okay. Well, there goes gravity, much like the spaghetti in the room. (laughs) They were taken to a room with spaghetti. It was great. Uh, That's that's not a thing. Well, there was food. There could be spaghetti. There could have been spaghetti. Okay. You can't confirm there wasn't spaghetti. (laughs) Tamagotchi's off the fucking table. Spaghetti, though. Maybe. Mm-hmm. There's probably noodles back then. Anyways, uh, when were noodles invented? Anyways, they were taken to a room with this <laughs> huge buffet, and there's like rose pig, cactus, and scantily clad women. One of those wasn't on the buffet, but it was there, and I just thought I'd include it here. It was a big send off, 
And uh, David's like, hey, Christopher, indulge in the food, but not the women. And Christopher, who's got like women hanging off him, was like, what? Who made you God? I'm going to get laid before I die. And then Jaleel was like, hey, see that ham you're eating right now? And Christopher eating ham suddenly was like, ah. And Jaleel was like, that's what these women are going to be doing to your body tomorrow. And he was like, oh, I don't want to have sex with them anymore if they're going to eat my calves, which is the body part he defaulted to for reasons I'm unclear of. Anyways, he pushed the women off and they were like offended, but like, all right. And uh, then he looked longingly around the room at all of the Vikings fucking. He just looked at them all and was like, I wish that were me. Like, why? Why was this? Why? Whatever. Been so uncomfortable right? in that situation, top to bottom. I would have been like, please let me leave. <laughs> please. Also, when he pushes one of those women off, I could just imagine one of them, don't cannibal shame me. Yeah. <laughs> don't cannibal shame me. I don't shame you for eating the ham. Why are you shaming yeah. the ham? <laughs> yeah, that's I I'm pretty sure it was a human the whole time. Q ham. Q ham. Q ham. His name was Ham. <laughs> His name was Hugh Ham. Hamilton. <laughs> This is why the Americas aren't a part of this story because it was never formed because Hamilton got eaten. Wow. That we got there. <laughs> Were we, we got, trying? It took us a to? while. Yeah, we got there though. Oh, I didn't realize this was a goal that we had set. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Shit. Oh no. It wasn't until right now. But I feel like it was a good goal. Yeah. Much like the burr that was burr in Hamilton's side, the boys conspired in the corner, deciding that there was, if there was a moment to escape, it was during this party. Who would, who in their right mind would leave during this weird food and sex party? So they casually, yeah, me, definitely me. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, all of us. <laughs> yeah. So they casually saunter up to the door like, ha ha ha, how about the Cubs? They're doing baseball. <laughs> yep. And uh, the guards, completely taken in by this ruse, draw the sword on them because, like, idiots. Get back in there with the women and the food! Go back to the women! <laughs> boop, boop, as they poke them in the butt. Get back in there! <laughs> There's tuna! There's tuna! Get back in the room! <laughs> so anyways, they poke them with the sword, and then the boys just start punching. And so, like, here's where, I guess, Jaleel reveals he boxes... Did you guys clock that? No. Yeah, it was very confusing. Uh, Christopher like tries to land a punch, and he kind of does, but then he gets knocked to the floor, and then he like, kind of kicks. And then I feel like it was Jaleel that like jumped on the guard and was like, guess you don't box, pew, 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 and like punched him in the face, turned his face into like, ground beef. Then they run for it, and they're like, wow, our sneakers on the stone of this ancient Aztec village is so out of place. Uh, but then they're distracted <laughs> because... Senna appears before them in a beam of loot moonlight with a hood over her face in a definitely not at all menacing or shouldn't be their kind of way, absolutely naturally. Just almost as casual as I act when I say I'm acting casually. For all the listeners at home, that's zero. It is zero. Zero percent casual. Might be negative even. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Senna's standing there, hood back, revealing her face and her hair in the moonlight, and David calls out to her. And she doesn't respond. And then she turns and David's like, I must follow her. And Christopher and Julia were like, dude, she's a fucking ghost. No, like, no. Are you an idiot? No. And David's like, I think she's just not talking to us because I love her so much. I am blinded to all of her faults. And they're like, she's a fucking ghoul, you idiot. (laughs) 
But, you know, good old think with his dick David follows her blindly down the alleyway to his certain death and all the guards show up to block him into this dead end alleyway. That's that whole, that's like three chapters. I just went through like three fucking chapters. <laughs> Guys. Uh, I I did learn something here though, right? Yeah. Like if, if I'm ever like, if I ever see a person or an entity will say, and I'm like, I got to follow that entity. If any of y'all say, that's a ghoul. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna trust my friends. <laughs> that's a that's a ghoul, and I should not go that way. Yeah, I'll definitely tell you if it's a ghoul for sure. <laughs> be like, you remember that time in Everworld? Ghoul. Ghoul. Also, if I just want to give you this scenario, just in case, if ever I am the ghoul in the situation, you can test if it's me by just throwing out like one cheese bun, and if I don't talk, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Ask her a question. See if it's the real Alex. Ask her a question only Alex would know. Ask her about a bird. Like, didn't she just say that and publish it on a podcast like two years ago? <laughs> oh. Ask her a question about a bird. The problem with asking me a question about a bird is that if I've learned anything from all of the D&D podcasts I've played in the past few years, no one fucking remembers anything. <laughs> They're all like, what's the Nintendo membrane? And I'm like, the nictitating membrane? And everybody's like, yeah, the Nintendo thing. They remember the cloaca, though, I'm pretty sure. No, because they still think cockatiels have two dicks or cockatoos <laughs> have two dicks. They know nothing. I, I am the worst about the... Nictitating membrane? Yeah, that thing. I, yeah. I would ask you, I'd be like, what's a neat fact about them punching shrimp? That's what I would ask. And I would tell you that they can see in spectrums of colors that we can't see into, the ultra, ultraviolet and... Uh, and I would run away because I'd be like, that's not the fact you gave me. You told me those punching <laughs> like shrimp could... <laughs> I'd be like, she's a ghoul, and then run away. It's like the call signs. <laughs> like ketchup. Mustard. <laughs> Tartar sauce? I don't know. Don't shoot me, man. Actually, you know what? Ketchup mustard. That's what we'll do moving forward. That's how we'll know. That's how we'll know. The three of us, that's how we'll know we're, we're really us. Just, solid. Just look and say ketchup. If they say mustard, then it's really you. Nice. I relish we, that we, plan. <laughs> we won't oh. tell. We won't tell anybody that secret. No one will know. I'm no definitely know. going to cut that out of this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh shit! Fuck Actually, it. that's how we would know it was really Alex. Because we'd be like ketchup. She'd be like mustard. I relish that, and I'd be like, "That's her. <laughs> that's that's yeah. her." Yeah. yeah, that's true. But you know what they say, Tim? Better safe than ghouly. <laughs> is that what they say yeah <laughs> I feel like Casey's becoming done with us so fast <laughs> no! no you know what you know what and then I didn't kiss the cook because they could have shit their long cloth and you know what I always say better safe than ghoulie it's a good call you don't want yep. the ghoulie especially now with the shit loincloth that's what my pa always said are you guys ready for a really fucking awful chapter that I'm really sorry I have to recap? Yes. Do it. All right. Uh, so Christopher starts reminiscing about the first time he saw Senna and how it was at a pool party. And that was the first time he really noticed her. And he thinks the reason that this is the first time that he noticed her 
is because she didn't want him to notice her before that. Basically, she's a witch. Burn her. And then he goes off about how, like, I'm so smart. I use my wit to keep everybody at arm's length so that nobody can know the true me because I'm so smart and cool and pretty and everyone loves me and I will make out with them. And then he said some weird ass shit about how the one of the reasons Senna was attractive was because she had her thumb in her towel waistband like a man. And then he's like, but also I am so smart and cool. Everyone loves me. He's like such a fucking hedge lord. Anyways, that's that chapter. Okay, so when I read that chapter, I just read through that chapter. I just yeah. went through it. And I was like, okay, Senna's a witch. I didn't realize how dumb it sounded until you recapped it that it was like, the first time I noticed her was at a pool party because I didn't. No, it was because it was at a pool party. Like, you could, like, full stop. You were <laughs> like, at a pool party. Yeah. 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 I think it's because she had willed herself to never reveal to me before. <laughs> oh, shut up, you what? piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, the other weird part of this is how often he, like, negs Senna in the sentences. Like, she was like, yeah, she's beautiful and mysterious, and she can, she has these, like, Weird captivations, but we've already gotten a second base, so no big deal for me. And it's like, well, what? (laughs) Insufferable. Yeah. Like, I just, like, I, I refuse to believe, and I'm sure I am going to be contradicted, that there has to be something more. There has to be something else in your brain. There has to be more than your in your fucking identity. I just, I get so mad. Like, I don't, I don't want to. Just shut the fuck up. I just, it really gets to me, okay? I don't care. I'm sorry, I'm having a tantrum. I just hate it so much. I feel like that's, that's a valid hatred. Yeah. It's very valid. Yeah, yeah. I just, I can't stand it. Yeah, the the one-dimensional human. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but no, actually, he's just really smart. He just keeps everybody at arm's length with his wit because okay. no one can see through it. The the one-dimensional human that thinks they're deep is... The... It's like the uh, 2D people from uh, yeah. Wizard, uh, the Earthsea stories, and like he's just drawn an arm on the flatlands, and he's like, see how dimensional I am? And you're like, mm, you've misunderstood. we've gone to the sex on to the rock and roll the boys were stuck in a room a sad room with no windows and nothing around them david starts going on and on about how like senna wouldn't do this i love her she wouldn't do this to me oh my god senna would never and uh he's like also i spoke to her on the other side and she said to run instead of fight and they're all like david (laughs) fucking say something I would I would be so mad. Me too. That was so livid. He's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. He is a piece of shit. <laughs> Pieces of shit. So anyways, Christopher wants to kill David. In this moment, I'm kind of a little bit on This is the only time I was kind of a little bit on his side. Uh, and then Jaleel was like 
just doing his logic thing again where he's like, I'm going to figure out what makes the world burn. And uh, Christopher's like, but those idiots, like that love-struck idiot and the stupid intelligent one that's trying to figure out all the pieces of the world, I don't subscribe to his little Lego house. I won't find those clean bricks and blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'm a realist. I know what it is. Santa betrayed us and our life is over. And then he like goes in this whole imagination about how there's like, I can already feel the obsidian blade slicing through my chest and the priest pulling out my heart. And then the door opens and they're all like, ah, light. And that's where that <laughs> chapter ends. I hate him. Yeah. I do. I do love the concept of the guy in the, the like mystical, magical other realm in a pyramid with an Aztec god in front of him saying, I'm a realist. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't. I don't think that applies anymore, bro. <laughs> That's a great fucking point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I think your your realism might be hindering you. Hey, bro, have you ever considered adjusting your perspective? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Uh. Also, I might be garbage. <laughs> I might be garbage to the point where it angers Casey. What if this entire story is like a long form like Christmas story where they have to visit all the gods to figure out what their flaws are and then by the end of it they reform themselves to better humans because they're like I don't want to be like this god. I don't like the Christopher I was when I was in front of Huitzilopochtli. So We'll create this thing that we'll call the the screwjometer. Okay. <laughs> and what it is, is it's a measure of how many uh, entities you have, magical entities, mm -hmm. that you have to uh, greet before you can become a good person. Mm. And we call it the screwjometer because screw sort of set the bar and he was like three. Three before he was completely reformed. Yeah, that's like these normal guys, Yeah, these 47. At least, yeah. 47 entities will have to visit these. Like, it will take much longer than one holiday for them to get where they need to go. Like, we're talking like next Labor Day, they might have something figured out. But it's like Scrooge had like a major flaw and they're like listen if you work on this one aspect of your personality we can turn the rest of this around over time but like these kids have to go to like therapy land to deal with all of <laughs> all of the magical realm of therapy land <laughs> therapy land is the shittiest theme park <laughs> but you know what everybody comes out the other side better they just keep giving me chicken soup. I don't understand it. The only roller coaster I'm on is one of emotion. <laughs> <laughs> now, Christopher, we call this the carousel because you keep doing circular logic and we need to stop. If anybody creates a therapy land now, I feel like we get some sort of royalties from it. <laughs> Free passes for life, at least. Minimum. <laughs> Maybe some swag. You don't have to pay me. You yes, just have to fix me. Good fucking luck. <laughs> it's a hat, but it has like one of those bubble levels on it so you can show how stable you are. Like, that would be sort of like some like. Some merch. Like, be, if yeah, it would be like super wobbly. It'd be on a spring like oh. all over the place. Oh, no. Or like you just put in like a wonky leveler. 
might be easier than the spring. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like if you had carbonation into the leveler and then it's just like, oh. It's soda. Soda. Soda leveler. That's a pop rocks. That's my solution to everything. <laughs> oh, no. You guys, <laughs> we're almost at the halfway point. Almost. We're like four to six chapters away. <laughs> the halfway point of the book or of this episode? The, the, yes, the book. <laughs> the book, not the episode. I'm like, dear God. This is a five hour marathon. Are you ready? Have you hydrated? <laughs> all right. So these uh, idiots were pulled out of their cells and marched into the streets where they see the Vikings all like blinking and stumbling after their raucous night. They're clearly hungover, and some of them have like food and shit shoved into their belts for. The journey to the death, I guess. So anyways, they're marched along the streets and all of the starving citizens are lined up to watch them. And they're like shrunken in. They have these sunken eyes. Their skin is black. Like these people are starving to death and they're watching these Vikings walk past them with like food shoved into their belts and stuff. And they're like staring them down, which like, I don't, this is just a really like, if I were a citizen of that land, I'd be like, why the fuck are you feeding these guys to kill them when your people are starving in the streets? Like, elect a new god. Whatever. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Leave. Okay, just leave. I don't know. Anyways, uh, so they're, they're being marched down there. They approach another large pyramid, and there's this huge stairway that is so highly vertical that they actually have to climb it more than walk it. And the priests split them up into these two lines and marched them on up. And sooner than expected, they were all, like Christopher, Julio, David, they were all marching up this pyramid to their death. And Christopher's having a full fucking blown mental breakdown right now. He's like, I just got to pick up my feet, put it back down. Just pick up my feet and put it back down. Don't think about it. It's going to be fine. And then he stumbled at one point and David like caught him. And Christopher's like, oh yeah, why don't you just make sure I don't scrape my feet before I get fucking killed. But goddamn God, why don't you fucking do that? And it's like, dude, I get it. Like when you're mad and then you stub your toe, that feeling, I know that feeling. But like, don't, don't. Take a minute. Breathe. Don't. Anyways, um, Huitzapoxley is standing in front of this temple, man spreading, still missing an arm. And his priests are like, hey, guess what? We got this cool thing for you on a turquoise pillow. And he's like, ah, yes, the tiny hammer. He picks it up. And it is a hammer that a human wielded. And this is a like six story god. So this hammer is like a Barbie hammer in his hand. And he starts laughing at it because, like, it's tiny. I get it. I would also be like, oh, look at this tiny hammer. Uh, and then everybody else starts laughing along with him. I assume because it was very funny that he had a tiny hammer and his big hand. <laughs> I kind of dig it. I don't know. His, his one remaining big hand because the tiny hammer yeah. took out his other hand. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. know that I'd be like. We're, we're ignoring that fact. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, listen, if you threw a tiny, tiny pie at me. I'd, I'd be delighted no matter what damage it cost. Is it eatable? I'll try to eat it. Tiny pie. Anyways, um, tiny things are delightful. Okay, I don't care. I don't care what. I don't they care are. what you say. Tiny yeah. things. Are, 
When you watch somebody make a cake with a single tea light and they're mixing in like the flour and the tiny, I know, right? Tim, have you seen those videos? No. Okay, so people literally just make tiny cakes with tiny kitchen sets, like dollhouse size kitchen sets. And they'll use like tiny little spoons to stir tiny little parts of egg and like a little pinch of flour and like a little bit of sugar. And then they bake it on a tea light and then they make a tiny cake and eat it. It's delightful. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what? I'm going to get over the tiny hammer, okay? I'm going to get over it. It's fine. Because the prisoners are being marched up the steps and slaughtered. (laughs) Yay! Okay, you just laughed so hard at that sentence that I'm super concerned. (laughs) Because it was like, I'm going to stop talking about tiny cakes. All the prisoners were slaughtered. It's like, I didn't have to do that. (laughs) That's going to be your segue line for everything now. That's why they call me (laughs) Paul Blart. (laughs) Podcast. (laughs) I was like, what does that have to do? Because he writes a segue. Uh, (laughs) so your segue segue was your best segue (laughs) yes i made myself laugh too hard at a stupid joke (laughs) i flew too close to the corner side (laughs) we have to talk about death now guys (laughs) together (laughs) so all of the prisoners are just being killed. It's fine. There's all sorts of like blood and shit coming past them. They're climbing up these stairs and buckets of blood is just sloshing past them, covering up the dried blood. And then the bodies start, they start like rolling past them. The priests are just like kicking them off. They're like kind of like the baby and, uh, and enter the fist with like, bye bye now. And like they roll them down the hill. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So cute. Bye bye. So cute. So they get to the top. And they can hear the like stabbing and tearing noises now of these things being killed and the the death and destruction of the Vikings in front of them. And then they saw something they did not expect. There's a bunch of hooded figures in a semicircle around this killing area. And one of them is April. And she like kind of imperceptibly shakes her head no when Christopher makes eye contact with her. And then Christopher's like, hey, Julia, look, April's here because he's subtle as a fucking brick. And then they're all looking at her, and she's mouthing one word, and it's Mjolnir, which is a really hard word to mouth, and I'm surprised they got it from that and weren't like, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's another thing I did not think about. (laughs) All right, hold on. Quick test. Yeah. This is not going to be good audio. Yeah, yeah. Blah, blah. blah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't. There's no way any human being could watch somebody mouth the word Mjolnir and get it. No, absolutely not. We shouldn't say that, though, because it's a fantasy world, right? We, we yeah, it yeah. impossible. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I failed my own test. Oh no. oh, no. Tim, you were the ghoul is, all along. I know. Oh, no. <laughs> this was my Gamjabar. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. That joke kills every time, I tell you. <laughs> Jokes undefeated. Jokes undefeated. Undefeatable. (laughs) Okay. So April's up there and she like just kind of vaguely flashes them a little bit. And they're like, oh, look at all the metal she's got on under her robe. 
And then David is just like, all right, it's time to rage. Let's do it. So he counts down like three, two, one, go. And they all run towards her like pell-mell. And April like throws open her robe and has like an axe, a hammer, and a sword. And Christopher grabs the axe and David grabs the sword. I assume that that like Jaleel grabbed the hammer, but I don't, it's, I don't think it's ever said, but whatever. It doesn't matter. The priest just like scatter like oh no and then they come back together like oh shit we should do something about this and they're like ah and like they're just like they don't know what to do so like christopher grabs this axe runs at the priest who's like now just holding a knife over the viking like in a comical frozen pose christopher's like oh that's thorolf on the table that is about to be killed and so he just beheads the executioner and he gets this like, like what happened? Look, as his head just rolls down the steps. So that's great. Uh, and then the priests like are like, oh, I guess now we should try to stop them. And April just starts screaming, grab Mjolnir, you fucking idiots. And Christopher manages to grab it just before the priests get back from their like third retreat attempt. And he holds it stupidly for a second before somebody's like, now that you have the hammer, throw the hammer. And Christopher's like, oh, right, because he's a fucking moron. And so he, like, turns to the Vikings who are, like, all just staring dumbfounded. He delivers an incredible speech. It goes something like, let's kick ass, take butt. And then he turns and whips the hammer at Huitzilpochtli, and it goes right into his dick. And then for a second, he just, like, Huitzilpochtli just stood there. And then he slowly, cartoonishly collapses forwards into the crowd of Vikings ready to tear him apart. And as everybody else bolts away from the scene, Christopher goes, April, I'm going to be your slave for life. And they run away. Yep. So I recently had it explained to me that there are dinosaurs that, like, when we were growing up, we were taught that they had two brains. They had, like, a top brain and, a like, a tail brain, basically. Mm, sure, yeah, you're talking but about stegosaurus I- or ankylosaurus. Okay. Yeah, and then come to find out that it's not really a second brain, it's just like a collection of nerves and stuff that works as like a, a, a sort of like a, a waypoint for the brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I have to assume that this, that this god has. He has a little... So like when the hammer hit him in the dick, the message didn't make it all the way to the top brain, it made it to the second brain, mm-hmm. and then had to be... Tra- that's why there was that momentary like what just happened and then then the pain hits i see that's what i got yeah so second brain second brain was the the delay i assume it's to control his wings yes yeah we we, we can call that his wing brain <laughs> wing brain <laughs> <laughs> see i thought you were going in the direction of like everybody says like oh a guy's dick is a second brain oh, no. <laughs> so i was like okay <laughs> no i was trying to math out why the delay oh i thought it was just for dramatic effect yeah like an anime when you like slice somebody they just like stand there for a minute and then they're like two halves (laughs) (laughs) also the unhinged alex recaps so good and then the the sharks were like oh and the people were like ah (laughs) everything y'all have said about the 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 trope of the mother character like 100 percent accurate right Still would rather read the story of April going and collecting the weapons oh, yeah. than anything that happened with the guys. hundred percent. Like, yeah, I would, like that would have been much more interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Yep, it would have been so interesting mm-hmm. because, like, the boys were like, 
what do now? Food, women, no women. Rup. We're in cave now. And April was like, all oh, right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to get off this boat. I'm going to find some weapons. I'm going to sneak up there. Oh, this guy mm-hmm. came up to me. He thought I was a virgin. Of course, I lied to him in the moment. Of course, I did, because now I have power. And with that power, I will use it to go up there with my weaponry. And at the perfect moment, I will cause a ruckus, and we will all escape together. And the boys are like, we're sitting in a room now, and we're all together. <laughs> and like, it's like, why are we reading the boys' story? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a bath. I won't take a bath because I'm dirty. (laughs) And it's like, and then April's like, and now I will commit a heist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there was heist music playing the entire time. Yeah. Why did we follow the boys through any of this? Yeah, I don't know. This is some Twilight. I didn't want to write the fight sequence. (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs) I'm gonna tell you what happened retroactively. Ugh. We have. I'm uncomfortable with the amount of times we have compared this series to Twilight at this point. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I did it too. I'm just saying I'm uncomfortable overall with how much we're relating this series to yeah. Twilight. Because like you're not wrong at all. No, I'm like I'm Team April only because like she's the best option. Right, she's the least yeah. bad yeah. option. Mm-hmm. She's the least mm-hmm. shitty of mm-hmm. all of them. Uh, they should get a pet. A donkey. It does not matter what the pet is. The pet would become my favorite character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. The the pet is next level. The animal is irrelevant. They just (laughs) need a pet. It could be be a flawed pet, too. Like, maybe the pet steals stuff. That'd be great. I would love a pet that stole stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be like, it wasn't me. It was my stupid pet. Naughty. Look at my hooves. How could I pickpocket you with these <laughs> hooves? Shut up, Gerald. Show him your human hands that you're hiding under there. <laughs> it's a monkey. The monkey just wears fake hooves. <laughs> like, I've got hooves. I'm a mythological creature. I'm going to continue. Because this is the last chapter we're going to recap for this. The kids ran out of the city, onto the beach. They found the Viking boats, but the boats were smoldering. The Aztecs had set them on fire. I didn't write this down, but April does take off her robe and throw it in one of the boats, and it burns, and I thought that was very cool. I just didn't write it down because it had nothing to do with anything. Um, so anyways, this is upsetting, but the kids are like, all right, we got to get the fuck out of here still. So they continue down the beach because of Jaleel's aforementioned points about snakes and jaguars and all the things in the jungle, and uh, April mentions like, oh, by the way, Senna was the one that led me to the weapons. And David's like, I knew she was on our side. I love her so much. And she clearly is trying to help us. And I love her and I will do anything for her. And Christopher's like, I don't give a shit about Senna. We have to leave this cannibal city. This city's insane. We can't stay in the city, David. And David's like, we have to go back because I love her. You're just a coward, Christopher. And Christopher's like, oh, yes. Yes, I am a fucking coward. I'm terrified. I've shit my loincloth. I told you that earlier. And I don't want to be here anymore. And that's about where the argument gets to when April's like, hey, stop. And then they do. Because April's the only fucking voice of reason here. And they continue on down the beach until they see a bridge 
that leads to the other side of this dirty brown river that they're now walking past because ocean turned into river. And of course, now that it's river and in a jungle, they're like, clearly there's piranhas, even though, yes, I know that has, that's a fucking myth. And those piranhas would not have eaten them. I guess it's Everworld, so we can go past it. But if we're going with real piranhas, stop blaming them. They were starving and it was a publicity stunt. Do not think of piranhas that way. They need better PR. Anyways, as they approach this bridge, they sped up and they start traveling like faster and faster until they're all running full out. And only when they are across the bridge do they stop and look at each other and collapse in a pile of laughter. And that's where we're going to cut for today. Fish teeth are creepy. Yeah, fish teeth, especially the, the human looking ones, are creepy as hell. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like piranha? Mm-hmm. Like, no, you don't get a free, but you have fish teeth. Yeah, but they didn't, they won't like consume you if you're just swimming in the river. Right. Like, but they also have fish teeth. They do yes. have fish. If if the crime is having fish teeth, Tim, <laughs> that is the crime. Oh well, then that yes, is the crime. They are guilty. <laughs> yes, they yes. are guilty. <laughs> I could convict them in this court of my opinion. But yeah, the the human looking ones are the worst. The human looking ones but, are fucking awful. Oh, they're yeah. really. Oh, the one with the like the Nigel Thornberry teeth. Yes. Oh. 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 Smashing. Show. But I liked the bridge moment. It was about one of the only moments that I was like, yeah, guys, have your have your bridge laugh. Yeah. Laugh on a bridge together. That's have what teens do. Laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's a, just do a teen thing, laughing on bridges. <laughs> teen things, hashtag. Yeah. God, that tiny hammer moment, though, that's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you want to laugh at your tiny hammer? Yeah. Hold it in your other hand. Oh, yeah, that's what if right. He went oh, down no. to the beach, Sick grabbed burn. his severed arm, and held it in his. <laughs> Ooh, look at my tiny hammer, my giant arm. Oh, no, my arm fell off. <laughs> what did you want me to slap you? And then he takes his unhinged arm and, like, just like, bloop, across somebody's face, like, oh. <laughs> Stop hitting yourself. Stop, Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> what if, okay, this would instantly make me subscribe to this god. What if he picked up his own severed arm and he goes, now I'm armed and dangerous. <laughs> oh, no. But, um. Then he takes the arm and does that on the drums. With it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He's doing a tight five about his missing arm again. And he just holds up his arm and it's the five fingers. And it's this type five about his missing arm. Wow. Oh. He's really going out on limb here, too. We've converted him into Carrot Top. He's just doing prop comedy with his own body. <laughs> you guys have been great. I'm Hitswapokli. Hit me up on Insta. <laughs> oh, did you guys like the art for this inside cover? With this little man with his fists in the air being like, why? <laughs> I do now. Who yeah. is this? What is going on? I'm, yep. I know we have a second part to this book, but I'm really looking forward to April's book, whatever that comes yeah. from. My God. What if they give Senna a book, though? It would just be her speaking in vagaries for a bunch <laughs> yeah. of pages. We probably wouldn't even notice it was a book until she wanted us to notice it. <laughs> yeah. Why are there so many blank pages? It's got Roman numerals. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> what does this mean? I'm confused. 
Why does Senna sound like she's doing an Alex impression? <laughs> I don't. I just imagine that Senna is a Valley Girl. I don't know why. Uh, no, because it's a whole lot more enjoyable of a story if she is. <laughs> if like David's like, I am in love like I have never been. I would move worlds and mountains to be with this girl. I shall rescue her from any fate. And she's like, oh, David. <laughs> David. David, you came. Okay. She is a witch and she does his witches like incantations, but she does them in that voice. <laughs> I have notes. Salamander. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. She goes to her coven and her entire coven is basically just like a sorority. Oh my god. What's up, bitches? <laughs> witches! What's up, witches? <laughs> You made it better. <laughs> she has a sorority sister named Whitney, and she just walks around saying it's Whitney Witch, like the entire time. That's a shirt. That's a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's it. That's the shirt. We did it. We, we've accomplished all the things. Sh- shall I segue into an outro based on the fact that we made a shirt? Yeah, you have to do it on your segue, though. Yeah, Paul Bullard. Yeah. They call me the Paul Blur to podcast, Tim. Let me segue on out of here. That's a, that's a shirt. And if you think that's a shirt too, you can email us at anonymousanimorphs at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at anamorsanon or find us on wherever. Honestly, find us wherever. Twitter, anamorsanon. I don't know if it'll still be around. Neither do you. No one does. Who can predict the future? Not me. No one can. But what will be around for a while is our Discord server that you can hit us up on any of our socials. We'll get you the link to. You can come hang with all the cool people that don't suck, unlike the characters in this book. But, Casey. Mm. Yeah. Casey. What? What if? And hear me out here. Stop stop arguing with me. I've had enough. (sighs) Casey, get it together. Tell me about a better book that I could read. Uh, Ugh. I like make and draw a webcomic called Beast I Do. You can read it for free at B-S-I-D-E-Y-O-U-Comic.com. If you like it, you can go to my Patreon and like support me making the comic. So like whatever. Oh, it's patreon.com slash KCD Studios. Like whatever. Go. And for like $8,600 a month, then you can also support Casey and on her Patreon page. And you can get the Slater cast where we talk about the best character in the entire book. Tim is wrong. It's it Danny. is Slater. It's Slater. It's oh, Danny. No. It's Slater. It's Slater. And you can find out why. And find out why Dan and I think so. And also why we live in the Dan van with a short dance span. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry. It'll all, it'll all work out in the end. <laughs> Patreon.com slash KCD Studios. Oh, my God. I've done this. I want to listen to more podcasts. Help me. Tim, help her. Jesus, help her. Okay. Okay. Uh, one, one, one podcast. That you can find out why they call me the Paul Blart of Horse Girls by listening to the Horse Girls podcast, which is great. Uh, horsegirls.club. Uh, or you can listen and find out why they call me the, the Paul Blart of Pokemon TTRPGs by listening to Late Starters. Because that's really good. I do that with Alex and Casey and Austin, and it's a ton of fun. It's because he has a Pokemon that shoots big blue foam. Uh, 
Uh, or you could find out why they call me the Paul Blart of Twitter and just find me at Rainbow Beware on Twitter. Uh, you can also, like, there's a bunch of other podcasts. That, this is why they, 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 I'm not the Paul Blart of Segways. I don't know how to do this. Alex, where can they find you? They can find me. Cash me on my Segway outside <laughs> with Dungeons and Dragon Beams, an Animorphs D&D podcast. Uh, you can find me there with Jenna from Horse Girls and Austin and Nate. And we all play Idiot Teens with a Death Wish. And it's great. And that's the only podcast I'm on that hasn't been mentioned that's currently active because, of course, we always have Cad Mystic Crisis SSA Superboy podcast. And uh, they've asked me to stop mentioning that. And I don't. For whatever reason, and soup salad sandwich. <laughs> so I've never seen either Paul. I've Blart. never seen either Paul Blart either, <laughs> which wow. is really weird since they call me the Paul Blart of Pokemon TTRPGs. <laughs> right? Yeah, it makes I sense. Should, I should watch it. I should watch it so I get the reference. <laughs> you fought a crane, <laughs> which also happens in Paul Blart. Oh my god! A crane a or crane, a crane? A crane, the bird. I was thinking like a like a claw machine. <laughs> But just the claw portion yeah. of the claw machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hard to fight because it's very slippery. You try and punch it and it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> we broke Tim. That's the funniest joke ever. <laughs> just trying to punch that little crane and it's just slipping off just like it does every time you try to pick up a little toy. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we could we could end it there. I guess. 